how are you all doing today can i hear a hallelujah amen okay i might stutter i might uh, forget some of my points please forgive me uh, so today i'm going to be talking about are you equipped for battle it's it's not the battle you think it's not about war and going into the military but it's about fighting our physical battles like at workplaces in our schools at your family or even spiritual battles and sometimes do you have a feeling where you are unprepared to face what comes tomorrow or what may come in the future so today we are going to be looking together at two stories from the old testament Uh, so let's turn our bibles to 1st samuel chapter 17:32-40 and david said to saul let no man's heart fail because of him your servant will go and fight with this philistine and saul said to david you are not able to go against this philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth and he has been a man of war from the time of his youth But David said to Saul, "Your servant used to keep uh, his sheep of, uh, for his father, and when lion came and or a bear uh, and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be." like one of them for he has defied the armies of the living god and david said the lord who delivers me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this philistine and saul said to david go and the lord be with you then saul clothed david with his armor and put on a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail and david strapped his sword over his armor and he tried to go uh, tried in vain to go for he had not tested them then he said to saul i cannot go with these for i have not tested them so uh, david put them off then he took his uh, took his staff in his hand and he chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch his sling in his hand and he approached the philistine so we all know how the story ends we know that david goes with the sling and he uh, what he throws a stone and it knocks down goliath we know that david at the end wins this battle against goliath the giant but i want us to look closer at the character of david before he went into battle david only a shepherd boy who faced lions and bears uh, to deliver his father's sheep from their paws and uh, we can see in verses 36 which gave him also gave him the courage that god would deliver goliath into his hands by this we can see one of the many ways that god trains david to become the king of israel uh, starting from leading the sheep of uh, his uh, the flock of his father then he's writing uh, beautiful psalms to the lord and also uh, Uh, le- uh, leading uh, going into battle as a warrior uh, 
as uh, King Saul's army. We can see that David had to go through all these circumstances to be able to face Goliath. So he had to face the lion and the bear to take back the sheep that took, uh, that was in the hands of, in the paws of the sheep, uh, in the paws of the lion, sorry. So in that way, we can say that God puts us through different circumstances in our lives to make us stronger and grow more in faith, challenging our character to be more like what he desires from us. Whether it be in our physical battles, in the places he has put you, it could be in your workplaces, it could be in your schools, maybe even in your own family. You might, uh, you might have gone through hardships, heartbreaks, abuse, betrayal. Even I have personally learned through some of these um, circumstances where I got to testify, to teach, and to relate. Because I know that there are some people who need people who can relate to them with the uh, things that they are going through. And in my story, I can say that I have asked God many times, why did I have to go through this situation in my life? Why do I have to go through this battle right now in my life? Uh, why can't you just come and, you know, uh, snap a finger and all my battles become, uh, is gone and it's just easy to get through all my uh, circumstances. For that, I had to learn and grow through all these obstacles. Because these battles are not only physical, but also they are spiritual battles with the darkness around you. And God equips us and shapes us with his armor for a bigger task that is coming. So we grow through all the pain and keep moving, fighting one battle at a time in the Lord to be strong in him and stand against the schemes of the devil. All the schemes the evil one has put the obstacles in your lives that he has placed to make you fall, to make you fail. So, which makes my first point that you grow through what you go through. So important that, uh, that we remember that what we are going through right now is God's way of teaching us that we need this for the next battle. We need to be equipped. The place that he put, has put you right now, whether it be in your work, in your schools, that the places he has put you is so that he can work through you and equip you for the next battle. So carrying on in the story of David, uh, we should realize that uh, it is not the different instruments God uses that make us win the battle. Like David, we can see in verses 38 that he, uh, to fight Goliath, he didn't need Saul's armor. For it wasn't something he had tested or adapted to, but he went with his staff and uh, five stones from the brook in his shepherd's pouch. Yeah, he didn't go as a warrior, but he went as a shepherd boy. It is something that, that is what he is. But God still used who he is to fight Goliath. Or even in the story of Moses, we can see it wasn't the staff in Moses' hand that was the key to many great signs but it was the power of, God, uh, of the living God working through him. So don't think that uh, what worked for one person will work for you. Or you'll say, you'll say okay, this guy uh, used this to, battle, uh, this to battle his spiritual um, addiction or 
abuse or his personal experiences and you take that into your life and you think that this is the way, this is the way I should do to overcome this. But it's like wearing someone else's armor for battle. So God equips you with what you have and what he has been teaching you. In the case of David, just as a shepherd boy. You may not see it, uh, but he is equipping you to face your, face your giants. So it brings me to my second point. For you are already equipped by God. So remember that the place that you're in right now, like once again, let me remind you that it is not some place that God has put, uh, no, that you have brought yourself, but God had opened doors for you to be. Opportunities where he opened doors for you. The position you're in right now, how can you use that to glorify God? And sometimes as humans, we have this tendency to reject ourselves, to say that we are not enough for God to use us. Or we give excuses saying that I'm not ready, or I'm the weakest among the colleagues or my friends or my family. We have many excuses for God not to use us. Oh God, I'm a mess. I, everything I do ends up in trouble. The problem is that we don't see what God sees in us. The great plan and purpose that he has for us. Uh, let me give you an example of a man that God used to lead his people. So let's, uh, let's turn our Bibles to uh, Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 to 17. Uh, it's an example of Moses. So in the story, we can uh, see that God appears to Moses for the first time, and he talks to him through a burning bush. And there are, there are uh, above these verses, uh, from 1 to 10, there are uh, ways that God uh, tells who he is and what he is, and Moses keeps asking about what he has to do. So let's read from verses 10. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who has made him mute or deaf or seen or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming, to, uh, coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I'll be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you both what to do. He shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth, and you shall be as God to him. And take, this, uh, take in your hand the staff with which you shall do signs. So starting from verse 10, we can see how Moses brings up excuses. He's like, oh, God, I'm not eloquent. Let's see, in verse 10. Uh, in the past or now, I am slow of speech and of tongue. And the Lord says, who made the mouth of man? Who made the mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So we have this tendency to 
put ourselves down to say that, oh, we are not enough, we are not qualified. The God who already knows his strengths and weaknesses, and still we tend to doubt the plan that God has for us. Sometimes we are like Moses with those excuses or whenever he calls us. Whenever he chooses it, we'll be like, oh God, uh, maybe not now. Uh, I don't want to be called now for your work. I am just, I just got into a university. Uh, maybe after that, uh, maybe after I get married, after I settle down, or maybe when I find a good job. And then we keep finding excuses when God calls us. But we all should know that God calls us in, in a perfect time that he has made for us. Maybe it might be, according to you, it might be not the perfect time. Uh, <clears throat> Because in my life, uh, when pastor called me uh, to leave the teenagers four years ago, I remember he took me to forum and he fed me food and he's trying to make small talk. And he says, and I get tense like I did something, but I was like, oh, let's get to the point. What, what happened? And he said that God is leading me to start a teenagers meeting, but I, wanted to, you, I want you to lead it. And uh, and then uh, I just blanked because in my mind, I'm thinking of how messed my life was at that time. I was in my second year of medical studies. And I was like, oh, God, will I even make it the next exam or will I make it the next moment? And you're calling me to do something which is more greater. And the mess I'm in right now, oh, God, what am I going to do? Should I just pack it up? Or... I wanted to say no. I really wanted to say no. And then he said one thing, like, you can say no, <laughs> but it is God who is calling you. You're saying no to God, just remember that. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. And so, <laughs> so I took my week and I called my mentor who back in Dubai about this, uh, what pastor called me to do. And I did pray about it, and I was like, why am I praying for it? God already called me. Maybe I should just step in. So, so in those moments, we have to stop with the negotiation with God. We need to stop with the excuses. Even for me, you know, sometimes the doubts arise. Sometimes the questions arise. Oh God, why me? But he still chooses you. Even in Moses' mind, you could also think. Uh, he, he even spoke his mind. Oh God, I am not eloquent. I am not... Uh, good at speaking, but he still call, uh, called him. So you should remember that God calls on purpose and not on accidents. The co uh, calling did not change on you. Uh, so submit to God's plan when he calls you, when he chooses you, when he says, I'm going to use you for something great. I'm going to use you in this church. I'm going to use you in this country. Or I'm going to take you somewhere in a foreign land and use you there. Because we all can say we kind of we all can say that we weren't planning to come to Poland, at least for my case also. But it was a foreign land, don't know the language, don't know the place. All I knew there was an English speaking church and God connected here. So which leads me to my third point. Do not disqualify yourself from the work that God has called you. Because it is important, even in verse uh, 12, we can see that uh, 
in Exodus chapter 4, verse 12, we can see uh, God saying that, Therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. He doesn't, he says, don't worry about what you're going to say. Also towards 16, he says, no, 15, he also says, I will teach you both what to do also. It's not about speaking. It's not about doing. You don't need to plan everything because God has already orchestrated everything beautifully for you. So just accept God when he comes knocking, calling you for his purpose. So, uh, and yeah, so, sorry. So, lastly, I would like to also tell about calling. So, I told about how God called me, how God calls Moses, and how God was using David through it. And everyone has a different calling. It's not the same for everyone. Everyone is called differently to fight different battles in their lives from the Lord. Some are to lead churches, some are to lead worship, some are to be the light at their workplace, uh, light in their university, or even in their own families where they don't know God. For that, it is important to know what God calls you. Know what the Lord has called you to do in this life. You only get one life, and God calls you to live it for him. Uh, I have also... Um, got an opportunity to see a life change last year and how God used that person. The person was new to faith, but God still used the person to, you know, fight their own battles. They didn't know much about the Bible. They didn't know much about God, but they just knew that God called them to the light. And the person was like, I have to go home. I have to tell my parents about my faith. I have to fight this battle. <clears throat> because if he has called you, our God is faithful and just to bring the work he has begun in you to completion. He will not abandon you. He will prepare you for the different battles that you have to face in this life. So don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. If you don't know what he is calling you, we can read in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 17. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. So the life that you lead, God has already assigned a calling for you. So know this calling. Get to know God deeply. Get to grow in a relationship with him. And you will know what he calls you to do. Leading to me to my fourth point, knowing, uh, know your calling. So don't, oh, like I said, don't overthink it. Don't uh, complicate it. When you got an opportunity to take a job with a good pay, you would take it without hesitating. Why when the God of the universe who calls you to do his purpose, why like, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to see what God really wants in my life. But God is already calling you and you should take the opportunity. He puts it in your way. So uh, 
I would like to say some verses of encouragement because some of us don't know what we are going to do the next month or next week. We don't know when our next paycheck is coming or when if we pass the, for me, pass the exam or not, or get through this year. Uh, in Jeremiah 29:11, God says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. So he does have a plan. He doesn't call you unprepared. He doesn't call you out of the random. But he calls you on purpose. He, his plan is for a hope and a future for your life. And at the end, I would like to say a last words from Ephesians 6, 10 to 11. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the scheme of the devil. So be like David to stand in the Lord. You see that he doesn't say, I can do this. He says that the Lord will deliver Goliath in my hand. He doesn't say, uh, the lion and the uh, bear I struck down. But it is the Lord who delivered the lion and the bear in his hands. So we have to be strong in the Lord. And the strength that he gives is like crazy. Like I cannot express how much uh, the confidence and the strength that God, the, God give, uh, the, the Lord will give you. Because I've seen people who from not being strong, they have been uh, on fire for God. They didn't know they could do these things for God until because they knew that this is the calling for God, that God has called them. And remember to put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to stand against the scheme of the devil. Because the battles you face are not just spiritual. It's not just uh, another day at the office with your horrible boss <laughs> or with the teacher who doesn't like you in school. But it is also a spiritual battle. And we need to remember that we need to put on the whole armor and to go through the next verses of the whole armor it's another series that you have to start but be, uh, when God equips you he puts you and it's important that you also need to grow closer to God to be more equipped that you will be able to stand against the scheme of the devil so uh, I would like to pray for us as I know it's kind of a small message and uh, seeing the two lives in the story of the Old Testament, how God calls them and how God equips them for battle. Maybe uh, God is calling you now in the place that you are right now. You, you don't know what's your next step. You don't know what God calls you tomorrow. Uh, I would like us to close our eyes and just meditate on what the Lord is trying to speak to you today. You might feel unprepared today. You might feel a mess. But uh, let me tell you that God is using those things and teaching you through what you have to go through. So do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed when failure arises, when 
The darkness overcomes for a moment and the pain is overbearing. Just hold on to God to be strong in him. He will give you the strength for you to go through what you have to go through. Uh, I would like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank praise Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord Father, Lord. Thank you for your, the stories that you have used, Lord Father, Lord. The story of David and Moses, Lord Father, Lord. How many times you call us and yet we do not respond, Lord Father, Lord. How many times we don't understand the plan you have for us, Lord Father, Lord. Your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts. Lord, help us to submit all our plans, all our worries into your hands. Lord, we pray that you make us strong like David to know that you will lead us into battle and all the circumstances you are leading us through. Lord, Father, Lord, help it to shape us in the way you want us to be. Oh, Lord, let us not fail in our faith, Lord Father, but grow deeper and deeper in your word, Lord Father, Lord. Lord Father, Lord, we are grateful and thankful for everything you're doing in our lives, the things we cannot see, the great things you're doing in our lives, Lord Father, Lord. Help us and use us, Lord Father, Lord. Here I am. Take me, Lord Father, Lord. Use me, Lord. Lord, uh, we, agree, uh, we pray for the service, Lord Father, Lord. Pray for the hearts that are here, Lord Father, Lord, who are looking to you, Lord Father, Lord, and showing them that the place that you have put them is the place that they have to be right now to fight their battles, Lord. Oh, Lord, be with them, be their strength, Lord. We love you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen.